When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome back to Almost Famous Minute, where we're discussing the 2000 Cameron Crowe film, Almost Famous, one minute at a time. I'm Eric Nash from Watch My Minute. I'm Condra from The Amateur Nerds. And I'm Christian Swain, uh, the host of Rock and Roll Archaeology and Deeper Digs uh, and uh, President and CEO of Pantheon Media. Yeah, thank you both for uh, making it back uh, third week in a row here. Um, Christian, uh, yeah, like you just mentioned... Uh, Good old leader of Pantheon, where you've allowed me to park myself and <laughs> I can I can create this wonderful show I love doing and uh, get to talk with all great all kinds of great people and and finally I got to talk with you Christian for these three weeks. Yeah, I'm really excited to be able to do this. Uh, Almost Famous is yeah. a, a fame uh, a favorite film of mine, and uh, you know for uh, obvious reasons uh, it's. Uh, it is a, a great, uh, you know, narrative, fictionalized uh, version of rock and roll history uh, with some some uh, reality sprinkled into yeah. it. And uh, that's always nice to see. And there's just not enough of that out there. Plenty of rock docs, plenty of yeah. uh, of things to sink your, sink your teeth in. But, uh, you know, the, uh, the, the fictional narrative worlds of rock and uh, movies are few and far between. Yeah, that's right, and that's definitely something. Uh, further down the road, I think I may have mentioned to you that uh, there's there's things I have in mind that are that oh, are a little yes. more historically mm-hmm. accurate kind of movies that I want to do. That'd be fun. Yeah, um, and uh, and and just real quick, I do want to mention uh, I am uh, using the uh, AKG Lyra microphone that was wonderfully uh, given to us by by the company AKG to uh test out and so forth and i think it's been going great so far i'm also also got the headphones on and you oh you got the whole sound, po- podcasters yeah. package yes sound, sound the essentials yeah and, and, the, and the editing of it makes, mm-hmm. makes it go real well too. oh god yeah so so you you you, yeah. you were you using a microphone prior that you had to uh, go into an interface device to get into your uh, your computer yeah i think yeah i think that's yeah that sounds about Right, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not fully on board with all the, all the uh, uh, techno babble and so so forth. But I think that's yeah. I think that's what I was doing. Yeah. 
Yeah, and it's, then this is all USB. This is a lot easier. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's got the preamp and the compression right yeah. in it, uh, and a headphone jack. Uh, it's dual-sided, so you could literally just stick it in yeah. the middle of a table and have one person on one side, one on the other. Uh, there's, it's it's a it's a really nice setup and a and a, a really good price point as well. So uh, I, I've been telling people on my shows, don't just think of it as a podcaster's microphone or a vocal microphone. Geez, if you just want to sound better on your Zoom meetings, uh, go out and get one of these things for that. Yeah, and and uh, recording uh, recording musicians too. I think that's that's a there's a little uh, additional setting yeah, like uh, indie stereo. I believe it's called no wide stereo. Yeah, wide stereo yeah. that can help yeah. with uh, capturing some uh, at least one or more uh, musical instruments and so forth. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, so, uh, so that's, that's wonderful. I, I, I like those guys and they really seem to have a really good product. Yeah. Thank you, Harmon Audio. That's the owners of AKG. Um, and, and like I said, uh, we have, uh, Kondra coming back. She's our, uh, uh, official, unofficial, what have you, <laughs> no real responsibility <laughs> co-host for these three minutes. And, uh, she had been co-host before too. Yeah. Amazingly. I know uh, you like keep having me back. back. It's so exciting yeah. to be back again. <laughs> And, and sometimes for some kind of dubious <laughs> minutes, as, as we had a little bit last last couple of weeks. Uh, yeah, minute a, eighty was uh, yeah. a little a little tough. Uh, you know, yeah. various perspectives, uh, generational and otherwise. Um, yeah. uh, but uh, uh, you know, I think um, uh, that's the mark of a good movie, though, is the one that can you know uh, draw uh, you know serious discussion out of it. Yeah. Eric, I'm going to say, though, you've had me for two of the three hardest yeah. <laughs> scenes in the movie. Um, if you want me back, I'm fine for that. But just give me some warning <laughs> so yeah. I know. <laughs> you got to throw some of the fun stuff every now and then, too, you know. I got to Philip Seymour Hoffman in the very beginning, so that was really exciting, too. Yeah. So oh, I've gotten good. a good range. Oh, good, good, good. And we do have a deleted scene this minute that happens pretty close to the beginning here, so we'll get to that just in a moment. But, uh, yeah, it's... it's it's a deleted scene that has uh, some more fun stuff to it, so hopefully uh, we like talking about that. But yeah. uh, so I do need to say, so this is minute eighty-one, and it starts with William looking at Russell like that, and ends with Penny telling her plans to William. Yeah, so we get the end of this kind of trading poker yeah, game sequence. <laughs> Women is chattel, yes. 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 And uh, William is judging Russell really hard. Yeah. As he should. That, and that's why he says, quit looking at me like that. <laughs> right. To, to William. It's like, and William gives a, his little sheepish look down, you know. And that's, that's, the, end of, that's the end of that scene, yeah. right? Am that's I ever going to do anything clip. with this information kind of look? <laughs> oh, boy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so then it cuts right into... A deleted scene, and uh, I did give you these YouTube clip, or this one YouTube clip I found, but it doesn't contain everything. But I'm still going to go through uh, a good bit of it. Uh, you know, it's 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 all this it's this you know outdoor festivaly in a tent, and there's other tents in the backgrounds you can see, and it's but 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 the main idea is that this one guy comes up to Dick and Sapphire with this box, opens the lid of it, and it's a cake for Penny. So uh, Dick and Sapphire are kind of giving it okay, and Dick ends up taking it away and into into the tent with uh, the rest of the band. Um, so one of the first things that happens here is that there's this other guy with a guitar. 
And I came up with all these different actors' names and, you know, who who this and, and the characters they play, who they could be. It could be Rhodey Mick. It could be played by Ray Porter, who actually is also dark side in the Justice League movie <laughs> <laughs> as of late. That's, that's had a lot of uh, 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 hubbub about around it uh, as of late, Zack Snyder's film. Um, but it could also be this Shannon St. Ryan, or I think most likely the, the character's name might be Hardened Rhodey. <laughs> and yeah, hardened, I, I, Rhodey. hardened. I'd, I'd say he's Hardened been there might while. be right. He's, right. he's got his very long hair <laughs> um, and, and, and uh, I, I think some some facial or yeah some facial uh, uh, hair too, <laughs> um, played by Casey Slade. And the interesting thing about him, the reason I kind of go towards him, is because he was in a band called called Skull Fist. That doesn't make any sense now, does it? That is a baller name. That is so like. That's awesome. That's a good name. I like that name. I don't like that name. <laughs> I'm sorry. A skull and a fist. Pick, if, pick one or the other. If you've got the skull <laughs> ring on your fit, like, it's very... Skull ring, then. Fine. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't get it. I, I, other than, uh, I don't know, is it skull is violent? Like, or you could have a sweet tat of a skull on your fist. <laughs> Um, I don't know. No, I, I just not quite. It's it's like, uh, you know, it, it's not peanut butter and chocolate. Put it that way. It's nice and metal. <laughs> yes, I'd say it's definitely nice and metal. Yeah. Well, and it seems like this, this guy's main IMDB role, at least, is camera and electrical department. And he's been in such films as Nightcrawler and Veronica Mars, Lady Bird oh. and Tusk are his four <laughs> known fours. Wow. Um, hmm. But uh, yeah, he, he's done plenty. You know, some other acting a little bit. You know, but other other crew. You know, uh, roles as well. So not uh, not he doesn't have a star on the on the Hollywood Boulevard, is what you say? Uh, yeah, I don't think that's right. coming anytime soon. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, but uh, so I think he's the one that's singing. He's playing guitar, and he, I think he's the one that main one that's singing. Larry Fellows, he's down. In the background, right when uh, when uh, Dick is walking in, and and everyone sees Dick carrying the, the this uh, cake, and they they whoop and holler and so forth. Yes, um, they they then go into singing a weird happy birthday song because probably the the big urban legend type thing is is that no one can sing happy birthday in movies and TV shows. <laughs> Well, yeah, that, but... it's not an urban legend. Happy what? birthday was copyrighted. It actually oh, just lost yeah. its copyright, I think, last year. So well, that's um, why I've been hearing it more recently lately. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. it was blowing that theory out of water in my mind is what yeah, it was doing. No, the copyright <laughs> finally yeah. lapsed. So it's it's generic happy birthdays can be no yeah. more. Yeah. Um, first copy uh, written in 1935. So that's how long it goes. <laughs> now you can do anything you want with it. Um uh oh, you know what? You oh my gosh, that you're you're absolutely right, uh Contra. Um uh I've just like when birthdays come up, I now just go to YouTube to find something cute and funny that I can copy and paste and throw into uh social media, you know? Mm -hmm. Uh and uh 
there is a plethora of happy birthdays available now um, that weren't there uh, not too long ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was really big. I don't remember why I heard a bunch about it last year, but all of a sudden, like, everything was like, the copyright's down. I don't know if it's just because I'm from the lab- library world and, like, words yeah. and copyright in general, I'm, I-, I keep track of a bit more, but... Uh, it was it was a big deal. I know when it when it finally broke, and I think we'll start seeing it in media once more media can get recorded safely again. Yeah, right. Uh, well, Dick puts the cake down, and we can we have a shot on it where it says you can see it says "Unforgettable Penny, Age Unknown, 1973." <laughs> so I it's love at least that. documenting documenting the year. <laughs> But uh, because they don't know her age, they they uh, just have to. Well, she that. she's lied about it several times the, at the in the movie, right? The big mystery, yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> so we don't know. Uh, you know, I mean, what she starts off at seventeen, and then when William says, "Well, it's actually 16, and she says, "So am I," and then I think he goes down to fifteen, if I remember. Yeah, right. and she doesn't. <laughs> yeah, she <laughs> doesn't. So so she's got to be sixteen, seventeen, maybe eighteen. So. Uh, let's say she's turning 19, which would make all of the previous, yeah. uh, discussion a little more palatable. Yes. <laughs> let's do that. Let's say she's 19. <laughs> Just so we can That's avoid the, 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 the deep discussion that we had with the last minute. That's, that's going to be the episode title. <laughs> I think. Let's, let's, either of you can, can come up with something <laughs> better as we go on. Um, but uh, the, the weird thing here between one one uh, shot of the cake looking down with the wording and the candles, there's only like two little sparkler candles that are lit at that point. Yeah. But yeah. then it cuts back to the this other view where it's like four normal candles are lit. So. Well, they would have fixed all that in post if yeah. they were going to use it for real, right? They would have used CGI to add the candles. I, yeah, I mean that that could be a huge <laughs> reason to just you know we're not going to do that. We're not going to spend any kind of money back in two thousand or actually ninety nine maybe even. Yeah. To to try to fix that, you know. So let's just throw out the whole scene. Um, but we're not even to the part where there's that could help explain other things that we were talking about last week or two um, yet. Uh, but we'll get there just very, very momentarily. So she says she's making a wish. She blows out the candles. Russell then reads out this, you know, pre-written, this written, you know, uh, thing. Who knows wrote who who knows who wrote it? They don't indicate that. Uh, but I'd, I'd go with the majority of it written by Russell. Um, so it's Penny, our friend, has gained another year. But long ago, she threw it in gear. She rocked the South, the East, the West. Could we please get off this endless tour? Where we are, Black Sabbath's fucking special guests. Laughter at that. Uh, she says she's retired, but we've heard that before. She chose us in Penny Lane. We trust. She is a fan of this band, much more so than us. Some quality rhyming. Yeah, I thought he's supposed to be yeah. the genius in this band. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a Bob Dylan. Bob Dylan did not come to mind. Put it that way. <laughs> This is a five minute prior <laughs> coming up. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Rolling down Highway 41. 
but the crazy thing about this, you know, okay, so now we get some confirmation of things of, of something I've been more, you know, eh, I don't know which, which which what's really happening here as far as whether or not on this tour that we've been with them on, they have been the not the headliner. They they have been uh, the opening act, yeah, yeah support for mm-hmm. Sabbath. Yeah. So we finally get that confirmation of that when it doesn't really feel like it to me, though. You know, it's just there's 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 things that happen that uh, it's like, well, the concert's over and people are leaving it. <laughs> well, unless, unless they're leaving it because Stillwater was done. <laughs> but isn't the first uh, the first concert scene yeah. backstage? Oh, yeah, that's for sure. And about Black Sabbath. Yeah. Um, and that look, is how it starts. Nobody had heard of Stillwater. Still has not heard of Stillwater. Uh, so uh, the assumption is is that that uh, you know Black Sabbath was definitely the headliner and uh, would yeah. uh, would would continue to be so uh, uh, throughout uh, their their seventy three tour, even if they were going from a decrepit bus to a uh, some form of aircraft. <laughs> uh, uh, whether that's a good thing or not, we'll discover later. Um, then there's a little more uh, uh, of a song. Um, it's pretty simple. <laughs> Cut the cake. <laughs> Cut the cake. <laughs> right. Um, but but in, in this one, we definitely hear uh, this singing. Um, well, actually, a little bit, maybe with the birthday one, too. But um, we definitely hear, I, I, I hear Jason Lee a good bit in those as well. You know, even though he's supposedly not the greatest singer, but uh, his his voice does cut through a bit. And I recognize it. Mm-hmm. Um, Penny says, "Who wants the pee in Penny?" And that's the end of the YouTube. I mean, go, there's a little more whooping, ho- hollering, you know, still going on, and and, and that's and the singing too. Well, yeah. you see her give it to you. So, yeah. See her give a piece to Dick, and then she kisses him, and then he walks away, and she walks over towards Russell, and they have like a little moment, and then it cuts. So there's th- that bit in the in the clip in particular was like okay I guess I don't know I just guess I live differently than Penny obviously <laughs> <laughs> and she was also licking the um, server the serving knife yeah. and I was like no I, as a baker I was just like I can't can't well, do in that. this age of COVID it's even worse yeah. <laughs> So this is where we get a little bit more that you guys didn't see. So it's Dennis then says happy birthday to her. She says, oh, thank you. He says, I'm sorry the plane isn't bigger. Hmm. So does that mean she doesn't get to go? Yeah, that's that's what an excuse. I think it's the first indication to her that, that, yeah, this is this is the case. He's he's letting her know that. What an excuse. Wow. That is, that's a way to tell someone, I guess. That is not the truth. So so there's, there's even these like looks between her at that point, looks between her and William and Russell and back and forth, back and forth between the, then there's even this one shot of, I I think supposedly from her point of view, where all of a sudden people have departed and her luggage is sitting there at the, at the corner of the tent. So it's like, it's like someone actually got it ready. To add insult to injury, <laughs> to add, right? You know, just load it on. Hey, get the hell out of here! <laughs> you, aren't, you aren't making it anymore. This is where you part. 
way to completely change the mood of the moment. Like, yeah. don't hit your head on the way out. Like, man. Um, and then finally, uh, Penny kind of recovers from it, and she goes, "Who didn't get it? Who didn't get cake? Any extra plates? Anybody? You know, she's just kind of hanging out, kind of making, trying to, trying to ask around if everyone's gotten their cake, so- their piece of cake." All of this you got? Did you get from the script? No, no. This um, th- there is a there is a site. There is someone out there that has uh, compiled this, and maybe I'll maybe I'll you know let it let it be known and, and give some credit due at some point. Uh-huh. <laughs> I just haven't just yet. Uh, but uh, there is a script out, or, or you know a a scene by scene breakdown, deleted scene breakdown, um, which which I mean, and the guy even put in screenshots, you know. So that helps uh, understand that and understand wow. uh, what's going on. Well, uh, it is deleted. Um, was there ever a special edition, almost famous that Cameron well, that's, did? That's the untitled bootleg cut. Not oh, it's really a bootleg. bootleg just, but yeah, they yeah, call it bootleg. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it is legit. It is official. Yeah, and it's, it's forty-two minutes longer. Oh, I don't think I've ever seen it's, that. Yeah. Uh, you know, I was able to get it on Blu-ray. I mean, if, if other people prior to when I got it on Blu-ray, they might have gotten it. I think uh, one, one previous guest uh, was talking about DVD, but he might have been. He might I have, have a DVD Blu-ray. copy. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and I think he was even talking about there's there's with, for the DVD copy, which I would actually be interested in finding now myself uh, of, of that version of uh, because it supposedly has uh, uh, all the extended uh, concert scenes you know full songs live in concert of their song of Stillwater songs um, yeah i heard they did film uh their the songs that were you know put together by uh, as we discussed last time uh uh nancy wilson uh, cameron's wife at the time uh and um uh and peter frampton uh added some uh, some songs as well so i think when they yeah. they did re- they did Film. I, I had read that they had filmed all the the full versions of the concert scenes. Mm-hmm. Well, and speaking of uh, Nancy Wilson, uh, there is a little bit of her of her music, her score uh, type music that uh, uh, starts uh, coming in over this last little bit of the scene in the tent, and that uh, transitions new shot to them. What what you guys uh, know for the rest of the minute, mm-hmm. uh, them walking out. Uh, so you don't that's a little bit of her score that's missing from the normal theatrical cut um that is there in the in the untitled so what do you guys think that was 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 the cut correct or should they have kept it in like i was saying with the birthday cake i think that could have been a reason cuz cuz without if they had cut all that up to that point where you last see the birthday cake it would just be pretty jarring and not, you know, it, 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 it lose just, just to have the Dennis hope, you know, little, that little back and forth between him and, and Penny mm-hmm. letting her know that she's not going on further. So I, 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 I you know, I see it as, um, um, it's kind of not necessary because, uh, we know that she's not going any further because he just had a card game and gave her away. Yeah. Uh, and so, you know, uh, it, it just reinforces that. Um, and, you know, obviously the, 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 the scene that, that they kept and, you know, that we're going to talk about is, you know, uh, William, 
you know, spilling the beans. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and and well, really, uh, William doesn't. He partially, I think, is maybe spilling the beans a little bit this minute. I mean, with with some of his attitude and just his little bit of a consternation that he has with her. Um, because I mean, like you know, she like says, D- "Did you miss your test or something?" And you have no idea. Is his right. response? You know, th- there's these little clues that that that, that yeah, that there's something he's he's about to tell her the next minute. But yeah. um, but I mean, definitely what is then said. Uh, you know, I mean, it, it starts off them leaving. Going, walking between the buses and her saying, you think you can fool me. I can read you. I know what you're thinking. And, and so, yeah, there's there's this underlying thing, vibe that he's giving off that she's picking up on. But she still goes on and ends up saying, back to this plane idea, she says, look, I know I'm not on the plane. I'm not going on some other band's bus. I could go with Stillwater Road Crew, but that would be pathetic. And the girls are all going with Humble Pie. Yeah, so so the the information has been disseminated, yeah, uh, probably carefully so, um, and uh, uh, you know trying to minimize the what could be blowback uh, yeah. if the real story's out. Well, she does also mention that uh, Russell's ex-wife, girlfriend, whatever, is going to be there, right? And yeah, so she so does know it. Yeah, she knows. I think she knows that she's going to be there, but the extent of the like circumstances and why she's not on the plane, I think she's maybe intentionally ignoring. Because yeah. the fact that she brings, like, she's the one that brings her up. It's not William that starts to say something. Yeah, it's her. Right. So she may subconsciously know it, but doesn't want to admit it because she's living in the moment. And... Yeah. And not wanting to accept all of the consequences. Yeah, I think that's insightful. I think uh, you know the, she she does know it in her heart, but she doesn't want to it, admit it uh, intellectually. Which doesn't that just sum up someone around the age between the ages of seventeen and nineteen? <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah, <clears throat> yeah. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I don't. I've, I've known uh, many uh, way beyond seventeen and nineteen that still think think like that. So, uh, but um, yeah. So uh, she does kind of know, but you know. And again, you know, it's the circus. It's uh, you know the rules are being invented on a daily basis here. Um, she's trying to be present and just go go with uh, with the way things are, uh, regardless of, of that. And then she has the line of like, um, uh, "You're so sweet." Uh, yeah. I wish there was more of you in him. Um, I, that line always pissed me off <laughs> because what, that? Uh, because um, you know, look, you I, at least I did. You know, I want I want I want Penny to end up with William. Yeah. Uh, you know, and 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 it's like you don't you don't see the good guy in front of you and you know, you want to go chase the the bad guy. Um, which <laughs> I'm sure was much of Cameron Crowe's life. Is is this the friend zoning of William? Right. Exactly. It's <laughs> that's definitely the friend zoning. Well, 
I, th- I think he's been friend zoned before. Yeah, it's just Eva a reconfirmation. Yeah, confirm, it's the reiteration yeah. of it. Yeah, I should yeah, rub it in. Yeah, yeah. yeah true, true. And true. I think his reaction of like, "Don't tell me those things," is yeah. completely appropriate for this. Like, you got to bring it up again. Yeah, yeah. I want to like him. Right, right, right. And we all do, you know. He's a, a very likable character as we go along, uh, regardless of card game uh, um, and or not. Uh, and um, it's, um, you know, uh, you know, yeah. I mean, it, it does seem very obvious that, you know, her and uh, Penny and and um, um, and Russell definitely are you know, more alike and you know, do seem to be like, uh, you know, the, uh, the erstwhile, uh, love affair. Hmm. Um, the, uh, the dialogue that I was reading before about the possibilities of what she could do. She then ends that part or not ends it, but William cuts her off, but she says, so if she could find out from Russell, that's when William says Penny and she says, forget it. I'm trying, I'm, I'm flying to New York myself, but what was she going to continue to say? If you could find out from Russell, if I, if he if he could convince them to squeeze me on the plane or where they're staying yeah. like maybe it's more details about like where they're going to be yeah, or yeah. so she can get herself there and then meet up with them yeah. <laughs> maybe i don't know i yeah i um cuz she does she, she does end up trying to meet up you know she and i mean she's Somewhat successfully, but rather unsuccessfully for Russell. Yeah, it's definitely a weird sentence to have broken like that because you don't really know where it is going. Or unless she wants William to act as a go-between between her and Russell and find out like why she's been right really kicked off the plane or if it has to do with the, ex- um, the ex-wife. Yeah, well, I mean, wouldn't you expect that Russell's telling Penny... You know, I don't really love. Um, I forget the ex-wife's name. Yeah. Uh, you know. Uh, you know. You're. I, it's really about you. That sort of thing. Blah blah blah. And uh, so you know, which you know, uh, you know, cheaters usually play those sort of games. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, you uh, you know, she still has this hope. You know, and and Penny's basically, you know, uh, I mean, William's rolling his eyes when he says, "Penny, why do you still believe that shit?" Because she just says, "Forget it. I'm flying to New York myself." Even though, and even though earlier, doesn't she say, "Well, I know the ex-wife is there, and yeah, I shouldn't be there, and that sort of stuff." And then, you know, nope, she's going to do it anyway. Yeah, William can't quite work up the courage right right in this moment to come clean. Right. But she doesn't. Also, she also keeps talking. So he doesn't come clean. Yeah. She doesn't yeah. want to hear the truth in some ways. And uh, she just, she wants to continue living in this fantasy. She currently exists in mm-hmm. and is in some ways ignoring all of those other circumstances that she can't control. So she's just focusing on this one moment and William is very controllable for her. She can just talk over him and project onto him as she claims she can read him. Right. And I think he can read her a little better than she thinks. Definitely. Being that they're both 17 to 19. 
Oh, and then that's that's about it. That's yeah, the that, scene. That's it. Well, well, the one thing I think we wanted to find out from you because you kind of told me a little. You have a little something about this uh, lo- uh, I, location I have shoot a theory. Oh, the, the location shoot. Yeah, because because so, it's not it's not you know what, what what you told me about it. It's not where. They it's really not Boston. Are, are supposed to be there. Yeah, right, Boston. This yeah. is very Boston looking. Yeah, definitely. Mount, hill, mountainy in the background. No. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. That, I mean, uh, that was shot. Far uh, outside of Boston. Yeah, that was shot at, um, uh, at, in Griffith Park uh, in Los Angeles. Um, and it's the parking lot of the Greek Theater. Uh, which is a grass parking lot. Um, it's a big park, you know. Normally, it's a you know, it's an open park, and then when they do events at the Greek Theater, they just you know put put the cars there. At least they used to back in the day. I've I haven't been there since uh, probably the mid nineties. Um, but um, uh, you know, uh, I, I've been to a lot of shows at the Greek Theater. Um, uh, it's a it's a wonderful place to see a, a show. Uh, beautiful uh, uh, venue uh, and uh, one of one of my favorites uh, in LA. Well, uh, hopefully in August uh, 2022, <laughs> I will have to uh, make it a point to get over there because I should be in Anaheim for the Star Wars celebration. August 2022 is the lucky you. Why, why is August Why is that the Star Wars celebration? Uh, well, well, they delayed it the two years. From mm-hmm. this past year, when it okay. was supposed to be August 2020 and couldn't right. happen, right? They they delayed it the two years because uh, apparently because the uh, the D23 is in the year between. Yeah. So hopefully, hopefully that comes off this later this year. Um, they don't need to delay that as well to like 2023 or something. Yeah. Wait a minute, I missed it. the D23. What's that? D23 is the official fan club of Disney. So they hold a huge Disney-centric convention. They make big park announcements and even some Star Wars and Marvel announcements at it too. But it's mostly about the Walt Disney Animation Studios, the parks, the cruise lines, et cetera, et cetera, Broadway, um, all all the Disney products, basically. Got it. And I would assume this is the... 23rd year of this no d20 uh the 23 is in reference to when walt started really animating oh in 1923 yeah so Uh. so the following one is going to be the 100th year wow yeah that'll be huge yeah that's right well that was pre disney company as it is understood today but yeah sorry to step in there no that's okay but i don't understand why august for for Star convention Wars. season yeah well it should be may 25th <laughs> that's it, it it sure has jumped all around the, the the calendar year yeah and and the years there's no hardly any rhyme or reason i mean there's sometimes when it's been out of the country mm-hmm. the, Star Wars, the Star Wars celebration one has been yeah. out of the country i don't know about d23 d23 uh, same thing yeah, yeah. wow wow but, all over the place. But, but but i mean Star Wars celebration goes back before disney bought yeah um but so since sometime around the time that they got bought, they've just been slowly trying to get them kind of in sync. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and the last know. one, the last one, Star Wars Celebration that did that actually did happen was uh, uh, 2019, April in Chicago. And I went to a Cubs game and it was freaking cold. <laughs> it was <laughs> Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Those Chicago. I think I only early, made it four, that, four innings in. Yeah, oh those Chicago uh, early games can be uh, can yeah. be quite brutal. Oh. Yeah, but I got to see uh, Jonas uh, Suatomo <laughs> throughout the first pitch. Oh, nice! The new, the new Chewbacca. 
Yeah. Okay, so so uh, what what will get you to Griffith Park? Oh, so so when you go to Just, L.A., yeah, for I'm going to make it a point. You make yeah. a point to go to Griffith Park and check out yeah. the lo- the shooting location there. Yeah, a lot of lot of films Hopefully and TV more. and stuff like that has been filmed over there. Um, I've had a lot of great times in that uh, that little parking lot uh, <laughs> over the decades. Uh, I started going there probably in the late seventies. Wow. And, uh, yeah, it's, uh, like I said, it's a, it's a wonderful place to see um, that. You know, something else about this scene. Um, uh, I talked a little bit about it before. You know, uh, one of the hosts on the Pantheon Network is Pamela DeBar, and uh, you know she uh, is. Uh, uh, a model for Penny. And, um, uh, you know, she has an ongoing argument with Cameron on how much of a model she is. Uh, and I've known about that and I've, I've read about that, uh, in the, in the past. And I think I said, uh, in one of the other minutes that, uh, you know, Kate Hudson devoured, uh, 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 Pam, Miss Pamela's um, um, first book, I'm with the band, and uh, you know, had plastered up the the the, uh, the 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 pages on her in her trailer and things like that, and um, you know, uh, I can see um, a good bit of Pamela in just the way Penny looks, but this scene now, and of course, you know, I I have just gotten to know Pamela over the last few years. Um, I didn't know her before; I knew of her. And, um, you know, uh, when I got to know Pamela, I started to see more Penny, yeah. uh, more Pamela in Penny, Penny, and especially in this scene. Whenever I see this scene, I just I cannot stop thinking of Miss P. What about it? I, I'm, I, I don't know a whole lot about her um, outside of what you've mentioned so far. So why, why does this scene really stick out? Well, first of all, she is the queen of the groupies. Um, uh, she is by far the most famous. Um, she probably uh, bedded the uh, the the best bevy uh, of of them, and 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 more uh, along girlfriend uh, as opposed to just one night sort of thing. So very much like a a Russell Penny relationship. Yeah. And I'm talking with people like Jimmy Page, Keith mm-hmm. Moon. Um, uh, uh, Waylon Jennings, uh, Don Johnson. Uh, <laughs> so, like, um, uh, uh, you know, uh, including her now ex-husband, uh, Michael Daybar, uh, who's a pretty famous rock star himself. Uh, and um, uh, so I, it's the thing about uh, – so let me put it this way. You know, as a, as a young man reading uh, all of these books, which I've devoured since I you know, was a teenager and first fell in love with rock and roll, um, you know, I read uh, I'm With the Band. I think that came out about 85, if I remember right. Uh, and, um, uh, you know, I, I always looked at Pamela and said, OK, she's pretty, but she's not all that. You know, what's so special about her? You know, I, I, I didn't quite get it. I mean, she doesn't look like a supermodel or, or something that, uh, uh, that you, you know, you expect rock stars to, to, to be with. Um, and, um, and don't get me wrong. I mean, she's, she's very cute and, 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 and all of that. But when I got to know her, she's very effervescent. She, that whole penny vibe sort of thing. And that's just this indelible charm and and i think that's the thing that i i like i catch what like 
Penny kind of turns around and she has that smile on her face and it was like, oh my God, that's Pamela. Uh, and just, she's the type of person that where, and whenever she walks in a room, she lights it up, you know? And, and so you, I, that's, that's where in this scene, I kind of can really go, oh, geez, I, I don't, I don't think there's anybody else. And I know, you know, I know most of the, the stories and uh, of most of the famous uh, uh, groupies out there uh, and none of them are like that. Uh, yeah, you use the word, word effervescent, and I, I'm pretty sure Kanja will <laughs> will know where I'm going with this. Uh, the, we talked about before, a manic pixie girl. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's... So, so not only is Penny doing this great manic pixie girl uh, character... Act. Yeah. Act. Yeah. But you're, 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 you're giving credence to Pamela actually being... <laughs> The a, the re, a real manic pissy girl of yeah. the time and, yeah. and and continued I mean because because like you said you've met her um so I mean and you know not many years ago just somewhat more recently and and she still had that this quality you think yeah you, you oh yeah yeah completely okay. and utterly yeah um and uh, wow. you know she's seventy now you know yeah. so mm-hmm. uh you know doesn't look it at all uh and uh, you know carries herself with still you know, uh, uh, this youthful um, um, uh, vibe that, uh, uh, you know, just you know, emanates from just about every pore. Uh, and, uh, and she's just, she's interesting. She knows a lot of things, uh, you know, uh, and uh, at the same time, you know, she's kind of sweet and soft like Penny is. Uh, there's, there's, there's a, a lot more than perhaps Mr. Crow would like to yeah. admit uh, and it, and it may be not his choices on the paper, and maybe more Kate Hudson's yeah, wow. choices mm-hmm. as an actress. Uh, you know that I don't know, um, but I I do know uh, uh, that Miss P has uh, corralled uh, Cameron into a corner uh, before and said, "You should have given me more credit, at least as a consultant on the movie." <laughs> and uh, his excuse is like, oh, "It's an amalgamation. No, it's a it's a bunch of uh, uh, of girls that I." Knew knew back then including you oh yeah that's really cool thank you wow yeah so uh and just so you know Condra, um uh she's not just you know, and we we see this with the band aids. They're not just just there for sexual satisfaction. They're they're mm-hmm. there for other things as well. Um, uh, although that you know, in the movie, in a you know, a short movie, that's that's primarily where the time kind of goes. Uh, but they're you know, they're there because they really love and 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 believe in the music. So, um, mm-hmm. Penny, I, I'm sorry, Pamela <laughs> was uh, Moon Unit. Zappa's yeah. uh, babysitter. Uh, she, uh, you know, uh, was very close to Frank uh, and the family. And so she was also part of what were called the Hollywood Freaks uh, in the late 60s. Um, they uh, were kind of an offshoot uh, from the hippie movement uh, in San Francisco. L.A. was a different vibe, but they had this whole group of people that would go to shows and it was like a performance art when they would walk in the room uh, sort of thing. And then so Frank took 
uh, several of the girls, and he um, created a, a girl group out of them called the GTOs, uh, Girls Together Outrageously. And so they were actually a, a recording uh, artist uh, to, 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 at one point. Uh, only one album. That's all they got. Uh, but, um, uh, you know, that show, she started off uh, definitely as a known player in the L.A. rock scene, you know, as it was really coming to, to for fruition in the mid to late 60s, uh, you know. And so she was there. She was right there from the very beginning uh, and, uh, you know, and, and got to uh, live a, a, a life very similar to what we see uh, with, uh, with Penny uh, in the movie. Uh, Christian, do you know if they've had any, the GTOs, any like on stage? I mean, did they play live even or did they, did, did have they had any on stage reunions? Well, I think I, there's only two of them. There's only two of them left now. And, wow. okay, uh, yeah, that. one of them, I, I think, you know, there's Pamela's that we just lost Miss Mercy here in 2020. Uh, and, um, uh, you know, if you read the story, it is, most of them died tragically young, uh, drug overdoses, things like that. Uh, and now there's only two left. And uh, the other one, I think, is now, uh, you know, hardcore Christian and uh, has, yeah. you know, completely rejected the uh, the rock and roll lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pamela has not. No. Rock and roll is still her religion. And Jesus, you know, she's she's definitely a, a, a Christian, but uh, uh, but she, you know, still lives the life. She still was having parties at her house prior to COVID uh, with all kinds of wild, crazy, and imaginative, interesting people. That's that's great to hear. It's I mean, you know, I mean, they're you know, par- par- partially great to hear that she's uh, yeah, so doing so well and uh yeah and i I have listened to a few episodes and and that moon unit one definitely is one i one i uh tuned in for yeah to to listen Uh, to pamela yeah not a huge frank zappa fan but i've heard enough of his stuff that i i definitely am a a believer that that, oh uh, yeah he's he's got the goods (laughs) yeah he's he's a super genius uh uh it's an acquired taste definitely uh Mm -hmm. but he is a super genius i've I've actually listened to more uh captain beefheart than frank oh yeah 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 again a great great friend of uh of uh uh, pamela's in fact that i think that's how she got to know frank to begin (laughs) with was actually through um um captain beefheart because she went to, i think she went to high school with his cousin if i remember right and that's how wow. they kind of, how, how how she got into that uh, that scene uh, well uh Kondra, is there like any kind of like a bigger revelation or last last thing you might want to say just in case this is the last time you're on but hopefully maybe maybe one more fun scene yeah um I honestly, I can't think of anything. It's been really interesting to meet all of the different guests you've had me on for and yeah. talk about a bunch of different things. And it's, this is a, it's a really interesting movie. And I, I think I'm I'm slightly more tempted to revive it among my friend group again. Yeah, um, exactly. I've attempted it once or twice before. So um, this might be my, my next attempt to, um, maybe rope a few more people into it. Yeah, but yeah, because you you're, you're, you you've talked about it with us. As much yeah, as you have. yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cool. And having to explain it to my friends every time yeah. when I'm like, oh yeah, I guessed it on this show, and they're like, I don't know what that is. I'm like, well, let's start this story over again. Right. 
Ah, well, yeah. Well, thank you both. This has been uh, so much, so so much fun here. These three weeks, these three minutes, and uh, and three and more, whole you know. minutes, right? Stretched out to three whole hours. <laughs> that's awesome. Pretty much. Pretty that's much. That's awesome. Yeah. And that's why I'm weekly, especially. <laughs> talk I'm about episodes. Talk about living in the present. So, three three a three a week or one hour at a time yep um yeah so i uh, and thank you so much guys um uh we definitely need some plugs from both of you christian why don't you kick us kick us off all right so um uh for those of you who are rock and roll archaeology fans episode 20 uh is uh going to be released uh probably in the next week uh and uh um Eric, I'll give your audience a secret to the title. It's Ooh. called Ohio. Yeah, yeah, that is an important one, and and one I've uh, been an, uh, o- pretty much almost only lived in Ohio myself. I've I've definitely uh, had some affinity for the song. Mm-hmm. I assume mm-hmm. that that's about. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I, I think there's some revelations that are uh, going to oh, wow. really uh, make people go, "What." Wow. Um, so, uh, we discovered some interesting things in our research about, uh, the, wow. uh, the, you know, it's, uh, you know, it, it centers around the Kent State, um, uh, tragedy, uh, very timely, I might say, um, yeah. you know, <laughs> given the offense of the last week, uh, you know, uh, it, you know, I've, I've been, I've been kind of mulling this theory around in my head that we're at the opposite inflection point of 1968 69 70 that we you know it's it's the right wing that is you know committing yeah, the right. violence and and well, and its political movement is falling apart and uh it's all not really really working uh anymore uh and uh you know the american public tends to be uh shying away from uh from that uh, which is for me good to see um and um i'll leave i'll leave you with uh, with uh, with something uh here just uh, real quick um there's a book uh in 1970 written in 1970 by by a yale professor named charles rice called the greening of america and um there, there's some hope to this moment and I'll, I'll tell you why this is um this was written in 1970 there's a revolution company coming. It will not be like revolutions of the past. It will originate with the individual and with culture, and it will change the political structure only as its final act. It will not require violence to succeed, and it cannot be successfully resisted by violence. This is the revolution of the new generation. Their protests and rebellion, their culture, clothes, music, drugs, and liberated lifestyle. So if you think about it, since the 1960s, the left has won the culture but has lost the politics. But this quote says that winning the politics is the last event. And maybe, just maybe, we're there. This is when we all jump into the Age of Aquarius song. You guys ready? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, yeah. And that's, uh, yeah, at one point with what you were saying, I mean, that's just like, it makes me think about something I've thought about fleetingly at points in the in the recent past, uh, but uh, it's like it, it seems like a, a fair amount of the people that did the storming of the cap siege of the Capitol, whatever, however we're going to put it in the history. The of terrorist the- act. Yeah. Right. Yes. Um, you know, I mean, it, 
a fair amount of them, I, I feel like, are the same age of the people that are, of what were the hippies, you know. Uh, my, my, my parents' age, essentially. Yeah, there's um, a, there's a lot of boomers uh, in there. Uh, you what, know, but, but they were the, 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 the <laughs> they were the boomers that had the short hair, not the long hair. Yeah, right. Yeah. Right. Mm, crazy. Um, yeah. So then, Kondra, uh, what would you like to plug? Sure. So if you want to hear another Movies by Minute podcast, you can go find. My brother and I show, um, we're under the Amateur Nerds feed. Currently, we are talking about the 2006 Disney Channel original movie, High School Musical. We have also covered Fantastic Mr. Fox, and our hiatus project was Dr. Horrible's sing-along blog. So, a little bit of everything in our feed for you. Fun. Yeah, def- people definitely ought to check that stuff out. Um, and so, for the show, we got... Uh... You know, our Twitter handle is at Almost Famous Minute, and we got an Instagram called the same thing. Uh, and you can find us on Facebook, or we have a group called the Band Aids Listener Society. And please uh, go and like our page, and you'll, you hopefully will get uh, as many as possible uh, notifications of uh, the episodes coming out. Um, and uh, it's probably very likely with the. Uh, the editing and all that behind the scenes stuff that I have to do that uh, possibly next week will be will be off, but uh, you never know. And I, I certainly will will try and do better than I have in the past. Uh, uh, let, letting y'all know just on those on those Thursdays that uh, oh sorry didn't didn't wasn't able to get a get get the minute ready just yet. Oh, sometimes I'll have to do that, but uh, but possibly next week. But uh, if not. I'd love to see you. Uh, that'll be for minute 82. Um, this was 81. And until then, it's all happening. It's all it's happening. It's all happening. I am a golden god! Yeah! 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 And I was born in the backseat of a Greyhound bus Rolling down Highway 41 You know the queen of always your best bet it's nfl draft season and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football fantasypoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points fantasypoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play whether you play fantasy football daily fantasy sports or do a little bit of everything fantasy points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.